Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> sibling rivalry. That's good. Ollie, Oliver. Um, we're in Aspen right now. Yeah, Wilder just came in. Wilder, you know, I think Wilder, my oldest, has his, for those of you who don't know, has his first math test. You know, it's like this, you know, uh, remote learning math test. It's his first one. And, I mean, let's face it. He, he doesn't, he's not fucking good at math. And neither am I. And he's supposed to meet with his teacher. And he comes in right now and he's like, Dad, like, I think I know it all. Like, I don't want to meet with her. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. No, you have to. There's no, you have no choice. You've got no choice. You got to meet with your teacher. You got to call or you got to do this. You got to do that. But I know what I'm doing. And I just don't want to deal with it anymore. What do you mean? I just don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to do school. I did school. I feel like I'm back in fucking school. Oh, you're talking about yourself, not your kids. Yeah, no, I'm saying I, 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 I just want to say, you know what? Go. <laughs> You go, you do it, you get whatever grade you get. I, I don't, I, what am I doing? Like last night, I wanted to watch the football game and now I've got to Google how to 
multiply mixed fractions because well, I don't know. That's not how to do that it. hard, first of all. Multiplying mixed fractions is not that difficult. You don't know how to do it. You could okay, so so here's a great idea. You could call Ryder and ask Ryder to be his tutor for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> Like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> um, actually, Ryder's doing much better in math these days. What you're saying, Oliver, what I'm hearing you say is that you don't want to be accountable to your children's no. um, schooling, which Mm-mm. is a little lazy, but I get it. And I feel like maybe what you could do mm-hmm. is incentivize them and it might take a little bit of that pressure off. So, oh, so the, like what the, I just I've in, I've incentivized the shit out of him. Well, maybe you need to incentivize him differently. With what? I've got I've got I've got a new room, you know. I mean, there's so much stuff. He wants to build a skate park car. in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it's, it's my thing. Fear and bribery. It's the parenting book. I mean, we all think that there's a way to do it, and everyone reads these books on how to be a parent. But at the end of the day, it's fear and bribery. You know, if you do this, then I'll give you this. If you don't do this, you're not getting this. That's pretty much what it boils down to. So I find that that didn't work for me with Ryder. And what did work with Ryder was actually engaging in what you're saying is really annoying, which is having to constantly sit down and talk about, you know, I think one of the things that kids do all the time when it comes to school is they just tell the craziest little white lies. I know I did it. I know you oh did it. Like God, they weren't even totally. white. Li- they weren't even like little. They weren't even like little lies. They were like you're just a you were just a pathological <laughs> liar. <laughs> you were just like a sociopath. But that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast. Um, no, but you know, when we were kids, like we all lied about, you know, telling our parents that we did something and we didn't. And one of the things that I've realized that works really well is when that happens, I think sometimes they don't even think that they're, it's like, they don't even think about it. And I'm, you know, sitting right or down and just saying, you know, look, like I'm not, I'm not interested in, in, in trying to make a creative brain, some sort of linear, logical math brain that it might not might not be kind of, you know, wired to achieve at. I'm more interested in knowing that any child who has challenges in any kind of like subject, I'm more interested mm-hmm. in them knowing that like why it's important for them to make the effort. You know what I mean? So like exactly. that's where Well, that's I, what I do. I mean, all kidding aside, that's it's less about the mixed fractions and more about just the effort that you put into it. It's about trying. It's about not just screwing off and saying, "Oh, fuck it." You know, I that that part drives me crazy. Right. You know. I, right. But the 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 math itself that's just a, a product. I, I, you know, I, I care about. I guess the thing is, is the question becomes like, like this episode coming up, which let's just say it's with Sean White mm. and his brother Jesse. Bribes won him a gold medal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're going to hear about that. I That's mean, so true. <laughs> I mean, so you do sometimes wonder, like, maybe, maybe there is something with the bribe. I always thought to myself, like, when I left high school, the very things that I wanted to learn about or that I'm sorry, that I should have learned about was like mortgages and tax, 
you know, filing for your mm-hmm. taxes and shit. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I had no idea what any of that stuff was. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you still don't know what it is. I don't know what, what are taxes. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but, you know, like the, the things that you end up doing that you have to do all the time that are really basic, like even just jury duty, like having to figure out what you're supposed to do with jury duty and what where you're supposed to check in and if you're supposed, when you're, all these little things that are a part of being, you know, a, a, a part of our, our daily life as we, you know, the second we turn mm-hmm. 18. So can I, can I say something about jury duty? I don't think you're going to go to jail or they're going to fine you or even find you if you don't do jury duty because of course now I'm running the risk of some sort of law enforcement listening to this, but yeah, you're like, you know, I've been to, you know, I've been like to jury a, duty a one offense. time in my whole <laughs> life, one time. And it was on Christmas Why Eve are you day. Doing this? You're going to be so was, targeted. This is crazy. You just ruined your chance. No, I, 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 it was on Christmas Eve day and I go there and they're like, get out of here. It's Christmas Eve day. I'm 44 years old. And I've been one time and I just, no one, I've been pulled over. I've had, you know, my record sort of pulled up on, on computers and stuff. Citizen I, of the United I, States I, of America. I'm free and clear. You're, you're, first of all, this is totally illegal. You're supposed to go do jury duty. That is like, and you're supposed to check in and you have to check in and, and do your civil duty and 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 check in and say hello. I am a good citizen of this country, and I am uh, checking in for jury duty. Yeah, there's so many better things that I could do for this country than go to jury duty. By the way, you know all I mean? of which you're doing none of. So, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what are you doing for your country, Oliver? <laughs> uh, what what good patriotic question. duty are you involved in right now? Well, I went to jury duty once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I I actually enjoy jury duty. I mean, does our have our parents been to jury duty? Does Gwyneth Paltrow go to jury duty? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Gwyneth uh, is the person that comes up in your mind. Of course, Gwyneth goes to jury duty. Yes, Ollie, this is great. Who? What celebrity do you think? has skipped mm. the most jury duties. Ooh. Like what uh, what celebrity do you think has never been jury duty? Ever Tom Cruise. Uh Tom he's Cruise. He's too big time Tom like Cruise, he's got to get like, out of it like, somehow. Like hung I, I, from a chopper know. and like did some sort of, you know, triple <laughs> triple twist dive into uh the Santa Monica <laughs> Civic <laughs> courthouse. <laughs> That's a good question, though. Um, yeah, I like that one. Oh, uh, well. So I've been taking Pilates. That's good. I've been, can, is that why you're in three, this weird position? The last three weeks. Look, at, man, I can like. It's kind of weird. I don't really like looking at it. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> is it? Can you take a picture of Oliver, please, and what he's doing right now so that we can post this, this, this move? <laughs> That I am really, really not into. Okay, so Pilates. now everyone will. <laughs> it's it's your great. Your groin seems to have some nice flexibility. Thank you. You know, you're so as. Yeah, no, I'm I'm flexible. I'm you know, but my stomach's getting stronger. Like I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Good. I'm gonna be so shredded soon. Good. 
we are doing a shoot. Are you getting prepared for this this big shoot that we're doing? I don't. I think I. I've, I don't think I've ever looked better, to be honest. <laughs> um, so you're going to be listening to Sean and Jesse very shortly. Well, this was here. fun. Super I mean, fun. we're we're in Colorado, and do you remember when that that when snowboarding started to become really cool? Oh yeah. I remember when Sean White came up and you know started to make a name for himself, and just how insanely amazing he was. Do you remember when mm-hmm. he came oh, on? The, it was crazy. just like, yeah. I remember when he came to Aspen, it was like, Sean White's coming to Aspen. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Buttermilk host has hosted the X Games for some time now. Yeah. So he's been, he's been here, yeah. you know, for a long time. But it was great to talk to the boys about just growing up, you know, down south, Cal, Southern Cal, and what their sort of childhood was like, their trampoline, their trusty trampoline that started it all. I know. Seems to have started it all, you know. Also, just um, how they just, were they were outsiders, you know, and, and growing up like in California and being a snowboarder during that, you know, I mean, he was, um, there was really nobody around that was kind of doing what he was doing. So he was sort of mm-hmm. on the outside, you know, it wasn't considered, you know, where we look at like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And you grow up in the mountains and you board or ski and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And that's something that is normal, like you have ski days and um, snow ins and all that kind of stuff. Like he grew up in Southern California with surfers. Yeah. And, so it's totally different. Yeah. People didn't really. Traveling around yeah. in, in a van, you know, parking in the parking lot of these ski these ski resorts and cool off the grid life, off the grid lifestyle. I love, I, like I love talking to athletes because athletes are so dedicated to their sport for so long. And, you know, the whole family's invested. Mm-hmm. They have, you have to be if you have someone who excels at a sport because there's so much that mm-hmm. goes into it. And it's so fun to hear the stories about how people grew up and, you know, especially the coming, especially you know, coming from make. the sibling perspective because they're so a part of it. I don't know. I, 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 I love it. This is a great yeah, episode. Yeah, boys are great. You guys are going to like this episode. Yeah. I, I had, we had so much fun. We talked for hours. We did. I'm surprised we even got it cut down. It, it, we, we were talking for hours and hours. Anyway, I can't wait to see the guys again. I hope we see them in Colorado this winter and, and hopefully, you know, in person so we can, you know, I, can't, I look forward to doing these podcasts in person again. I know. Me too. Um, I can't but, wait. But, uh, but yeah, everybody enjoy this episode with Sean and Jesse White. Well, Sean, Jesse, who's the older brother? I am. So, okay. I, what, Sean, we're like six years apart? Six. I'm 33. You just turned 40. Math is mm. great. Oh. So, we're good Seven? at sports. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it only you two or is there more? Two more. Full sister, my sister, Carrie, and then Jesse's uh, actually my half-brother. And then I have a half-sister, Jessica, who's older than, who's, who's the oldest. And I'm the youngest. And did right. you all grow up together or did you grow up separate? The three of us, myself, Carrie, and then Jesse and I, uh, were all in a house together. And then our half-sister yeah. lived with her mother. Cool. Right. And then they, they, but you guys were in each other's lives as halves? For Jesse Sean, and Carrie, and myself, yeah. since yeah. we all have the same, we all have the same mom. So yeah. it was, it was pretty much, um, my mom got remarried when I believe I was like four or five. Well, my mom 
was living in Hawaii. Jesse's born in Hawaii Island, baby. And mm. Island, he, baby. And she she came back to California. My dad had just recently separated uh, from his his uh, marriage and had his daughter Jessica. Then my mom Kathy and my dad got together and had my sister Carrie and I. Oh my God, why is it so hard? We <laughs> never explain so this to like anybody. Never like this is never it's always. <laughs> It's They're like, your brother looks a dog. little different than you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> okay, Man. so why don't you guys start with explaining, Sean, you or Jesse, where you guys grew up? Jesse, take the lead. Right. So here we were. We grew up in uh, San Diego, which was uh, this community called Del Mar. Mm-hmm. And Del Mar is this beautiful, quaint, like beach town. And then across the freeway is like where we grew up uh, in these these track homes. Um, and it was cool. It was like easy enough. We had this whole neighborhood where a bunch of young parents moved in together. So mm-hmm. our street was like this banshee street of, I don't know, Trump, like, like 18 20 yeah, kids. there's a bunch. Of, it was awesome. It was a cul-de-sac and we lived with like all these kids. And then the cul-de-sac basically like they developed the, the, you know, surrounding neighborhood to circle the school that was in the middle, the Carmel Valley Elementary School. And, um, all the neighborhoods would then walk down this thing called the green belt, which was like the pathway that connected all of the, the, the cul-de-sacs that led to the school. So it's pretty awesome. Like, we all lived in this really wonderful community and knew everybody. And, uh, you know, the Sounds parents so would just kind of go sit outside and watch the kids play and, um, you know, safe and great. And, it's like my uh, neighborhood a little bit. It's got kind of like a 50s vibe in a sense, meaning like uh-huh. everyone can just sort of cruise and there's cul-de-sacs and everyone's yeah. on their bikes and you walk, yeah. you probably rode to school, walk to school. Yeah. Oh, every day. Yeah. yeah. And like our house was awesome. We had this, we had this big home, big backyard and, like my mom was still like living her glory days from Hawaii. So the house had like various, gr- like the carpet was green. And then like the walls were, what was that color? Muddy river. It was like, it was she incredible. Had, like, like frogs holding lots of frog. I remember lots of frogs and turtles. I remember lots of bamboo, like, lots of bamboo, bam- bamboo yeah. furniture, bamboo tables. Yeah. Sounds like what's uh, in right now. The like bamboo. Yeah, which is kind of what's up right now. Yeah. I mean, Sean, you literally texted me a table. And I was like, that's our table. We grew up with that. And it was like, $2,000. I was like, no, (laughs) mom. (laughs) Yeah, but so, you know, and and she collects these like Hawaiian menus that they used to serve people on the cruise ships that would come in. And so they have like these big like Hawaiian um, luau scenes, various scenes. And like those were all over the walls and and whatnot. And um and so my mom, uh, she was a, a waitress. She worked banquets at the um, Torrey Pines. Uh, the golf course. The mm. Sheraton at the time. The Sheraton. Right? That's right. But now it's a Hilton. But up at the Torrey Pines golf course, really nice zone there. And then my dad worked in the city of San Clemente in the, the water department. San Clemente? San Clemente? San, I think San Clemente. San Clemente. Or is it? Or is it? Or is it is it Clementi, St. Clementi. But uh, it was great, you know, and, and um, yeah, I would walk to school and, and Jesse, did you go to, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like all the, all the schools were pretty close to one another. So even though like my brother may have been in like 
middle school or uh, high school before us, like everything was in the same area. So Mm -hmm. we were all like really close as a family. Was there a lot of structure, you know, meaning were your parents like actually- no, what so you, no, it was what, like I'm sorry, free can for you, all shit. What is that word? Say, he became <laughs> like the first biggest, that? most famous snowboarder of all time, clearly. Structure. <laughs> what is he talking about? That's hilarious. Um, no, I think, um, you know, for us, it was like dad worked all day and then mom worked all night. So it was this like kind of ever revolving, um, you know, parenting, which, mm. you know, hats off to them because. Uh, I don't know how they looked after three of us regardless, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, it was great in a way because there's just so much independence. Um, And so we were just kind of like ruling each other in a way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It was very... And you were the oldest. So like, I would follow your lead. Like the door would close and like parent would, you know, like uh, uh, my mom would be heading off to work before my dad got home. And Jesse's like, check it out. And he'd take like all of the pillows in the whole house and all of the blankets and the couch cushions and everything. And he'd pile it at the bottom of, we had this like, you know, the entryway. And then they, we had a big stair set that went up for the, for the upstairs, you know, and um, he would pile everything at the bottom of the, of the stairs. And we would then huck ourselves off the top <laughs> rungs of the stair, you know, set totally higher cool. and higher. There were three landings. So we would go up higher and higher and like launch ourselves to this thing <laughs> while they were gone. Oh you know, and um, Yeah, it's every parent's dream. Like it really is. Yeah. <laughs> but they were kind of instigators. Like we came home one day and I heard my dad like tinkering in the backyard. I was like, what's going on? And I think it was it was either Christmas was on its way or something or, or Costco was having a sale. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but this is where we got most of our items. My 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 parents like most uh, bought a tramp trampoline. Oh, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> jackpot! So I'm on this thing every single day, and it was like the worst place ever to set up a trampoline. This side on the one side was like a big old thing of rose bushes, thorny rose bushes, and then the other side was concrete, and then this side was like where the house was. So it's like glass windows. <laughs> oh my god! And they're like, cool, have fun. You yeah, know, just, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. You guys enjoy. You got uh, this. We'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, don't flip. You look don't, fine. Yeah, you don't do great. double jumps. And we're like, <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, won't do and those. like, and it was it like we were, you know, we were like a fun family, but like stuff would go down. You know, accidents would happen, and like some kid crawled under the trampoline and tried to like kick our feet at one point, like mm-hmm. while we were jumping. And that's mm-hmm. right when Jesse did like a big cannonball and like snapped this kid's leg. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Like, oh. so now all of a sudden, like, oh. you know, like we were getting the rep in the, the neighborhood as like the, okay, these guys are <laughs> bad boys. Like you're very like Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. But, yeah. <laughs> but like Cruising, we, we would survive. It was all the other kids that would get hurt. And I, we couldn't figure it out. We're like, why would he do that? Why? Who crawls under the trampoline? You go right. on top of the who trampoline. makes that decision. Right. Yeah. That's whose their kids bad are decision. these? Like who's not teaching right. these kids? They're yeah. the asshole. And then Sean, remember <laughs> like, for extra fun, like the padding at some point too, to protect yourself from the springs. Oh yeah. Like, the padding got just destroyed at some point. So then like the danger, like it just kept escalating. That's how I have a, oh, yeah. I have a scar. You can't see it, but I have a scar on my nose because I flew head first into the springs one day and got a, <laughs> got sliced my, my face open a little. <laughs> Wait, how old are you guys? You're 33 and I'm 40? 33. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's funny, isn't it? Because like things are so different mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's so funny now because like at one point my 
our neighbors are in the community, like these people that kind of lived out slightly in the countryside, they had a, a skate ramp and they're like, Oh, we want to get rid of this ramp. And of course we were like, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And, and so my parents bring this ramp over and we put it up in the backyard. And now it's incredible. Cause we got like a jacuzzi, a trampoline and a skate ramp. Oh, so yeah. like perfect. my dreams come true. Yeah. At like and, six years old, Sean is set. Just no yeah. shirt. Oh my relaxing. <laughs> yes. What am I going to do today? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like the best backyard ever. And, uh, and we would skate this ramp every single day. What they didn't tell us is that they wanted to get rid of the ramp because people were like breaking into their backyard and skating it. And, and, and everybody that skated that ramp realized that the ramp wasn't gone. It had just moved. And like we had a jacuzzi. So like oh, they God. were all breaking into our yard using the ramp. And my parents were like, uh, you know. Dude, you hey, Je- do? Jesse, do you, do you remember when Sean was born and like brought home? Because you were six. Like you were of age to remember that. Oh, it's uh, not really like with our age difference. I'm not quite sure what, um, you know, what really happened with Sean being born. He just suddenly showed up, if you will. <laughs> um, and the same with our sister. He just sister. blocked that out. Just blocked I just really out. like there was a good chunk uh, of time where I was like, I'm pretty busy. Uh, yeah. I can't be bothered, you know. I got um, a Lego moon set to build. <laughs> <laughs> I got stuff. So, uh not so much, but um, we I do remember that when our sister was born, it was about the time we moved into this new neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of like the start of, I guess, real life. So you don't rem- remember when Sean came home from the hospital? Come on, Jesse. But, I was but, like, yeah, I'm the younger brother. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he <laughs> he was the youngest. Seven years old. But he didn't carry. He didn't house, fuck so. up your game. Like, who's this little bastard who's come into my life now no, and has ruined only, that's you. everything? Like, <laughs> the thing, so like I have, you know, I have a child now and, you know, obviously I don't remember myself then, but my parents say that he's basically, you know, how I was. And the thing with me, I think growing up is that like, I was so self-sufficient, like totally on my own, just kind of like give me some Legos and that's all I really cared about. Yeah. So it's like kind of crazy to say, but there's like, it's not that I didn't care because, you know, mm-hmm. I love him, yeah. but like, Maybe he, now. Yeah. <laughs> I, and it's fine. But like back then, you know, like the, 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 you know, things shifted around. Like in the beginning, my sister and I were closer because we were more similar age. And Jesse didn't like really want much to do with me because I, I was, I was pretty awful. Like I, I would just jab him in the ribs until I got a reaction, which was usually like hitting me or something. Or I'd be thrown down the hallway or like, <laughs> you know I, mean? yeah. like, I just had so much energy and I don't think him being, you know, seven, six, seven years older than me, um, really like, you know, you were already on to the next thing. Like you weren't, you like, we had nothing in common at that age. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. You know? When do you think you guys, Jess, you at least recognize Sean is like, all right, he's my little brother, but he's kind of a dude now. Like, let, like put, let me put my arm around you and sort of show you the way. Right. I mean, skateboarding, Sean? Like, I think around that, I think that was like... 15 or 15, 16, yeah. Maybe maybe a little younger, but it was basically around the time when we both started skateboarding. And so... Oh, you mean mean skating in the 
Yeah, because then we could you go were, to you, I was the tolerable at that point, but you didn't you didn't want to you didn't. Well, wanna. the thing that we're not addressing is that Sean's a redhead, and <laughs> yeah. like a redheaded child is not like you know. It's like you see a mangy street badger, like a badger yeah. on the ground, and he's got some trash in his mouth, yeah, and he's yeah. looking at you, and he's like, "I'm going to tear cute, your life up, but you don't want to touch it." But I'm cute. <laughs> Do you want it? And you're like, "I don't want it, but I'll take it." And then you bring it home and you realize, you're like, I've got a dirty badger in my house. This is a nightmare. (laughs) That is is actually what it's like growing up with a, with a, Uh, with a redhead. Um, And so, you know, you guys got to let that soak in. Which is weird. Really? Like nobody. Yeah, actually. And our sister is blonde. Yeah, Carrie's blonde. We've just covered the bases. And my, my mom's side's all Italian. So I don't know, like it's, it's a strange situation where I, where I came from, but wait, wait. So Jesse, Jesse, so he bugged the shit out of you basically until he was 15 or 16 years old. I mean, you were just like, this little fucker is just get out of my way. That's when I remember really clicking. Like we were homies. Like I thought when we were younger, like you were obviously like you, you loved me and you were, you were there for me and all these things, but we weren't like kicking it socially. Like Mm -hmm. you had your group of friends were a lot older. And then I think the skate ramp really tied us together though. Cause like you and your buddies were in high school and like, uh, you know, wearing Primus t-shirts and like, you'd come (laughs) skate (laughs) the ramp. That's you know right. I mean? like, yeah. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shirt. <laughs> but Sean, weren't you born with a health condition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, it's called tetralogy flow. It's a, a congenital heart defect, and I had I had a couple surgeries to correct it. Um, that was that was like real early though, like right when I was born. So did that affect Jesse? How you sort of played with him? No, and and that was you know, so so both are. Sean and then our, our sister as well, like when we were young, mm-hmm. both yeah, spent Gary. quite some time in the hospital. And, um, you know, it was pretty extensive. Um, I think my parents stayed at the Ronald McDonald house for quite some time. And, you know, we were in and out. And during that whole time, um, it was still pretty young. I was living a lot with my aunt and would like check into the hospital. And then, you know, Sean and Carrie were so young when they happened. By the time they got to like, four and five, they were just normal. And it wasn't, it wasn't that much of a consideration. Um, and, you know, I think our parents, like our dad is, is, I mean, he's one of a kind and uh, like living with like a sense of fear is not really like something that was a part of our family dynamic. So, you know, our mom would get worried, but we didn't really live with that. Like it wasn't a stigmatism that held over that's interesting. That's interesting. Now, now, do you think this? It's a bigger question because obviously you guys are not fearless. Everyone has fear, but to be able to do what you've done, Sean, and even you, Jesse, I'm sure you have probably have fearlessness. I mean, do you think that that is innate and you're born with that, or do you think it's sort of how you were raised, or it's a combination of both? I don't like Sean. I don't know. Like, because we talk about this from time to time, but it's it's. I wouldn't say it's so much fearlessness. I think it's just like, um, you know, like awareness, if you will. Like, Sean, what'd you say? Like, it's just more about, um, like, you know yourself so well and you know your body and then you can just, you know, you just end up like feeling it out. And Yeah, yeah, I think it's both. I think it's like, I think it's like, you know, mom and dad didn't really like, I mean, mom was much more 
you know, worried than Raj was about yeah. things. And he, he kind of like, like she would start to go to a place like, can he do this? And he'd be like, you know, like, uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let's so, like level set here he, too. Like he would he mellow would, her he, out. Roger's yeah. like, dad's like the kind of guy that would go, him and our grandpa would go out to San Diego Harbor on a little dinghy in the middle of the yeah. night and dive down like into the ocean mm. on the, with a flashlight the and lobsters. a knife and like, yeah, and, and like, like poach. Basically tracks. poach, yeah. Come and home like covered in blue ink and stuff. Who, <laughs> what were you guys who, doing? who does that, you know? Like how do you, how, where do you start there? It's like Oliver. <laughs> The, you know, so, they they would so poach funny. the traps. Oh, <laughs> oh for sure. God. Yeah, they were they were. My dad, you know, his his life revolves around the beach. You know, he loves the ocean. I'm actually named Sean after uh, the South African surfer Sean Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse's named after Jesse Takamura, the famous sumo, sumo wrestler, wrestler. Just yeah. in case, because <laughs> oh I was a big baby. I was, he a, was a very ba- he was a big, big baby. baby on the island. <laughs> the, oh. It's a big, big, big white baby <laughs> in the Hawaiian hospital. Big howly baby. That's a yeah, big, big round. <laughs> very hungry so, baby. Um, you know, he he always loved being in the water and surfing and and uh, diving and these things. And he used to dive for like abalone and stuff. So on occasion, mm-hmm. he would go out and like dive and poach the traps with my grandpa. Um, but you know, they were they were those characters. Like when when they set up the trampoline, my mom's like, "You can't do flips. There's no there's no flips. You can jump up and down, but don't do a flip." And my dad like did a backflip. Mm-hmm. Like, well, <laughs> he's gonna break the rules. I'm gonna break the. You know what I mean? And yeah. And so he would kind of like set the tempo as well. But we never really lived, I think, in that fear state of like, oh, like don't worry about it. And then as we grew up in that kind of environment, I think it just became instilled in us because I never really think about my heart condition until, y- you know, or, or now I do a little bit more. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I won't do this or that. But it rarely comes into my life because it's not something I was trained um, to constantly think about. And and But mind you, like, I feel very, very fortunate that my condition allows me to do these things. You know, I I, I know some people with the same condition and everything's different for other people's. It's just like, some people get affected by the flu much, you know, more severely than others. I mm-hmm. think my may be a rare condition where I, I just bounced back and uh, had the fight in me. So I don't know. I, I definitely am thankful for what I can do. Um, and I know some of my limitations, but at that time, it definitely wasn't like, you know, every single thing we did that was like micromanaged by our parents, definitely not the case. Right. But limitations, I mean, how do you have, what are, do, what are your limitations? I mean, you've, pretty much done it all as far as cardiovascularly and yeah. putting your putting your body on the line you know i was told i can't scuba dive oh really that uh. was kind of it cat was <laughs> right. like don't stay in the sauna too long and don't scuba dive and i was like <laughs> when the heck am i gonna scuba dive and it, it doesn't it does i don't know what it is about like it's something about like a co2 bubble getting mm. into your bloodstream or something. Mm. I don't know some some random anomaly that would happen and so I was like oh whatever who cares and now you know in, but now Sean is it like older, the forbidden it's, fruit it really it's hurts the forbidden it's, fruit isn't it it really <laughs> bums me out like because I went and my friends went scuba diving and they're down there petting you know sharks and porpoises and things and I'm like yeah. floating on the surface like <laughs> hanging with seagulls and just yeah uh, totally um is this <laughs> the, is this the same thing as like uh Jimmy Kimmel's 
Um, yes, exactly. Yes, he actually called me to come on the the show and talk about it when when he found out. It was a very heavy moment. At listening to Jimmy do his opening speech and explaining the situation and what his family's going through, and he's like, "I had to hand my beautiful newborn baby to someone to go be cut open and operated on." You know what I mean? And just this whole thing kind of flashed in front of my eyes of like what my parents actually went through at that time because mm-hmm. you know I, I remember it being a part of my history but like jesse said as we got older it just kind of like hey look you know kids doing great we won't hold them back and then you know to get these checks or these moments in life where you get perspective i was really blown away you know how he was handling it and how my parents you know handled it and i remember calling my mom after and thanking her for for you know growing you know, teaching me the lessons she did and letting me kind of find my own boundaries and all that it was just such a, a heavy wow. situation she's like yeah if jimmy's got any questions just have him call me you know i was like oh okay you know <laughs> jimmy's cell phone yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah you why go. don't you guys you it, talk? it really Jimmy. does say a lot about your parents <laughs> Yeah, You know, even just to have the freedom, your trampoline and all of those, mm-hmm. all the stories that you're telling and just feeling like yeah. never feeling like you had any or were any different mm-hmm. uh, than your brothers or needed to be played with differently. Like that's a such a gift that your parents mm-hmm. were able to let go. Sure. I mean, it's hard because, yeah. you know, I, I, we're, we're parents and it's hard because you want to protect your kids always. That's just an instinct. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to let them do their thing. You have to let them fall and fail and get and hurt. Live. Yeah. And live. And live. But it goes against <laughs> your sort of natural, in paternal for me, maternal for Kate, instinct to yeah. sort of say, whoa, 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 whoa. But it's like, you know what? Fuck it. As long as they're not going to die, and you know, meaning like don't run out yeah. in the street. But hey, take a spill, take yeah, a fall, or like jump off, uh, jump on trampolines that have no paths. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, cool, normal stuff. It's totally yeah. fine. Just kid stuff. <laughs> Helix. <laughs> um, Helix is uh, this is a this is a bittersweet ad for me to read right now because. I've been living in Colorado, as most people know who listen to this podcast, and my Helix mattress is all alone in Los Angeles, although I have a testimonial from a friend. My friend Mark Rose and Allison are my best friends, and they are living at my house right now while I am away. They're on my Helix, and they are honestly loving it. Mark called me yesterday, and he goes, dude, what is, what's up with this mattress? It's amazing. And this is no bullshit. And I'm like, oh, it's a Helix Lux. There's sex life gone like off the charts like yours and Aaron's did? <clears throat> well, I, I I said, look, you got to at least tell me the first time that you make love in my on my Helix. Uh, I don't know if that I'm, makes me feel great of like having people make love in my bed. Like that's my bed. You know, mattress holds energy, Oliver. It better be really good energy they're putting in. Yeah, but they Helix. have they have good sex. So my Helix will absorb their beautiful sexual energy. <laughs> um so here, here's what you do. Let me explain it because I'm a pro. They make it really easy. You take a quiz and then you're matched with the model Helix mattress that best suits you. Okay. Some people, they, you know, side sleepers, they're stomach sleepers, they're back sleepers. They sleep hot. They sleep cold. You do this quiz and it spits out the exact mattress that is perfect for you. And uh, it's actually quite brilliant. Um, soft, medium, firm, 
All of it. Put it in. Boom. You have the perfect, perfect mattress for yourself. You don't need to take your word for it. And you don't need to take my word, but you can take overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired magazine as number one mattress. Best overall best mattress. Overall, number, number one, one best. best overall mattress. Not number two, not number three, number one. So just go to helixsleep.com slash sibling. You take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a custom mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get it, try it out for 100 nights risk-free. That's a lot of nights. They'll even pick it up free if you don't love it, but you will. You're going to love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash sibling. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash sibling for up to $200 off. Three, two, one. Helix! So... Now we go to Sakara Oliver. The, I love speaking to mm-hmm. Sakara. Actually, I just ordered Sakara as a gift for a friend. A week of Sakara, and um, that's nice. Was she bloated? <laughs> no, we just felt like she could use a reset, and also she was in a. Uh, she's in a period in her life where like doing a lot of stuff and and needs you know assistance and and meal prep like making food is hard when you're crazy busy and doing a lot of stuff and so we just sent her as a kind of love like we love you a week of sakara and That's yeah nice. and she's Very loving nice. it um as as you do when you get it i i i love this uh partnership that we have with sakara because it is one of my favorite food delivery services they bring you already made meals, all uh, plant-based, chef-inspired, and they're made uh, and designed to boost your energy, your your digestion, get your skin all glowy. But it's not only food. It's not like Sakara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements, herbal teas um, to support your nutrition. Oh, they've got the um, metabolism super powder. That's where the bloating came in. That's why I was asking for your friend because that's what it did for me. It took away my bloating and my fatigue. My weight gain, you know, I'm still pretty skinny. Um, but I was tired and bloated and now I'm not. Now I'm firing on all cylinders. That's great, Oliver. Thanks for sharing. Um- <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> anyway, it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. Oliver and I really love Sakara. If you're looking for something like this, this would be uh, the place to begin. Right now, we are offering our listeners from Sakara 20% off their very first order when they go to Sakara.com slash sibling or enter code sibling at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash sibling to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash sibling. You guys are seven, almost seven years apart. So you were in high school together. How old were you when he left? 11 when he left for college? Um, yeah, but I didn't go to college, but we, I just left. <laughs> like, what did you do? You, you guys can't even afford a pad on the trampoline. I'm out of here. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. So um, what did you do? What, 
so, I mean, we grew up snowboarding. It was such yeah. a big part of our lives. Um, you know, to get, even at the point of me turning 18, like we had had a whole history, almost four years of snowboarding, competitive snowboarding, traveling, road as a tripping together. together. We had a we had a family van. We'd all get to get in and go from contest to contest. And I think we skipped a little rung in the ladder because Jesse started to snowboard first, and I started to snowboard after him. Then my sister, then my dad, then finally my mom. Oh my god! And now that we all snowboard, it became like our thing. So like yeah. instead of our parents yelling at us from the sideline of a soccer field or or any traditional sport where they're they're just sitting watching. This is like they were there with us participating. So we go up ride together and, and then on the weekends, there'd be like these little amateur contests. And then once I was entered in a contest and, you know, I did pretty well. I think I, I, I did pretty well or I, I won it. It was a race. And then Jesse also entered and did, did pretty, pretty well. And, um, and it just became our thing where we would go up, have a day of free riding and then do a competition and like head home. And that was like our weekend every single weekend. Um, Fun. And then once things kind of took off and I, I, man, the whole, I think Jesse, Jesse had a couple sponsors. I had a couple sponsors and like things took off and it just became like, okay, now there's like interests and in our kids have talent. We're going to, we're going to hit the road and start doing these events. But Jesse and I, like, that's when we really started to, come together as a family, I think, you know, mm. we, we were with each other every single day and our parents did the one thing that we loved to do. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah. That's really you know. cool. You, so you guys did this while you were in school. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So how did you get your schoolwork done or did you just, did, did you come school? No. How did that work out? I mean, how hard You're is school? Let's me. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, A There's plus a lot D, of sick like, days, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you, we would, you know, the thing is, is that, so we didn't grow up in the mountains, right? We grew up in, in San Diego and then our closest mountain was about like two and a half hours away. It's called Snow Summit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what our parents would do is basically we'd do school on Friday. We'd drive up Friday night. We'd try to snowboard that night, right? If we could. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had like a little cabin that they rented. Well, first actually we just would go to Motel 6. Yeah. And that was... We wow, yeah, that was something. Motel, we, we love Motel they 6. Had cable. We didn't like, have cable. And like we barely wanted to snowboard because we could totally. watch like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> all the Discovery Channel. It was We're sick. Like, yes. There's TV and all these stations. <laughs> oh my God. And you could God. just watch them. It was Look incredible. Look at the <laughs> so many channels. Um, <sighs> and so oh. we, we would do that. And sometimes we'd sleep in the parking lot. Um, you know, we just kind of like made it work. Our parents really just made it work, which was incredible. Um, but the, you know, the whole thing is that we would leave Friday. We'd get up there. We'd have only Saturday and Sunday to ride. Like that's it. Where everyone else that lived up there, you know, they could just do it when they wanted. We, we were just so hyper focused in a small amount of time. Um, and then they'd jam us back home Sunday night and we'd like, come to school, like our face is all sunburned. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> just like, you're like, whoa, well, how was your weekend? You know, and we would just be snowboarding. Like that's uh -huh. what and then when, we'd be up when to. things got more serious, like talk about, you know, a miracle or fate or whatever. But like right when things got serious for, for my career, especially, you know, it just so happened that our school principal, Mr. Swinnerton, was an avid skier from Utah. So he just like, he's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, go for it. Like, oh, that's great. I heard it's dumping over there. You should go. I'll fi we'll figure it out. We'll put you in a different class when you come back. I was like, really? 
Like, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go to Japan for, like, three weeks. Like, what do you think? He's like, sounds awesome. <laughs> like, really? He's like, yeah. So, like, I was put in this special class where I'd, like, make up my work. And, like, you know, he just really helped me out. Um, it wasn't until uh, middle school where things got a little rocky because, like, middle school, they kind of break you in for high school. Where you have, you know, you have to get your own to your own classes on time. And you got a little bit more. And, and, and the teachers aren't so nice and responsible for you. They're like, yeah, well, whatever. You figure it out. You get back to, you know, and you, mm-hmm. they kind of break you in for high school. And, and at that time... Um, you know, I'm now, I don't have Mr. Swinnerton to back me. And at that point I was like, okay, well, this is getting to a place where it's more serious. I have sponsors. I might've been making money at that point or just gone pro. So it was like, Hey, let's, let's do independent study. Um, so that's, that's when that all kind of kicked off and, and that's kind of like, I don't know. Um, yeah. That's kind of like when I left was kind of like right when you went into middle school, was that when, when you went I, to Tahoe or? Yeah, that's when I moved up to Lake Tahoe. But you weren't gone for long. Right? Well, I mean, it's just so nice. <laughs> we at this kept house, your room. Bro. You know, <laughs> you, guys, you had the snacks we and you had the room. food. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, think, I feel I like I'm really have. getting the vibe of how this base. Basically, you didn't really leave. <laughs> you, you just like, moment. you just got I your independence. Absolutely was a man on my own. I had my own Costco card. So oh, that yeah. was a big step. Yeah, you're like I am my own human. Why why did you move to Tahoe? You're just like I'm out of here. I'm going to I'm going to Tahoe where the snow is. Snowboarding. Yeah. I mean that was that yeah. was definitely that was it. it. So, you know, how we grew up snowboarding was definitely was just a little different. Sean was very like competitions and I was a little bit more about just uh like freestyle or like mm. just just doing it uh non-competitively. And so, we just had these two different routes. And Tahoe was just a place to be to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And how long were you there before you went back home? Let's just, you know. <laughs> you were there for a little while. You were there for I mean, a year. I so. definitely put in some time. I think I did, I did two years. I think two years. And then, and then I don't know why, but I felt this like ting that I had to go to college. Like it was like a responsible mm-hmm. thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went to college for a semester and then I was like, Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is Maybe this is, not, it's this just is not for me. terrible. This is where like did, Where did you study all your art and everything? Or is it just was that just a passion of yours? Um that was, you know, I, that was Things like I right when know. I Sorry. No, I know. I know we talk all the time. I just like. remember you always being very artistic. So you would you would always like be doing something. You were always like painting or drawing or something. Yeah, that was always I think that was always there. And then right around that time, too, I hurt myself pretty bad. Um, and so I was back at home. I was hurt. I took a drawing class. And that was like, you know, you had to do community well, wait, college. Wait, 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 wait. Like you can't say you're college. hurt and not say how you got hurt. So oh, you Kate, got yeah, hurt. Kate, want, Kate wants I, the, I want the, I the dirty know what. details. So, yeah, totally. I mean, I wish I could make this sound like a diehard moment, you know, right. just like, oh, and then there's the German, right? Yeah. And I was on the I edge. I a grenade. And then yeah, I and it's just... <laughs> No, I was, I was snowboarding. I was trying to trick on a handrail. So like, you know, you can snow at the resort and you can snowboard, or you can also go snowboarding kind of in the streets when it snows. And we'd love to look for stairs and the handrails. And so you slide down them. And so I was doing this rail and the way I fell, uh, I fell like sitting down in my butt kind of like slipped, like the discs kind of just slipped out. And, uh, I was just, I was out. Like I couldn't feel my legs for a little. I was just pretty nervous. And I ended up just tearing like a bunch of stuff in my lower back. 
And so uh, recovering back at home, which also included like a bunch of ice cream. This is like a professional yeah. athlete recovery yes. diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, tubs mint of ice cho- cream. Mint chocolate chip. Panda That's Express. That's my jam. Costco mm-hmm. runs. Um, I remember I would go play in his room, and he and I and under his bed would be all the various bowls. Of- <laughs> I was a healthy child. <laughs> he finished. He put him under his bed. Healthy, you guys, healthy <laughs> child. Was that yeah. the Willy Wonka year where we just we watched Willy Wonka like over and over and over? It was, and over. It was a tough. Spell, it got really guys. weird. It got really <laughs> it weird. Got, I like really. Really weird. And I remember you were just like down to let me be around. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'll watch yeah. this with you again. You're yeah. like, should we start it over? <laughs> you guys, this is, this is like, I don't yeah. even know how to, I don't know how our parents didn't like kick us over to like a psychiatrist or something. Like it was a full yeah. year of Willy Wonka. Just what, Willy like Wonka. Twice a day. Like the Gene Wilde, like at least. So amazing. In One that of movie. the great movies, by the way. One of the great oh, yeah. movies, right? Yeah. We can just put it on the list. Um, um, so, all right. So yeah. you checked out. You were in Tahoe-ish. And you're uh, still boarding, but you're, but you don't board competition-wise. Like, you're, you're not doing, you're not competing. He's more of a soulful boarder. I'm a soul, yeah, a soul boarder. Soul is, uh, boarder. What I like, what we like to say. That's right. Um, yeah, but at that time, too, Sean, you were, I mean, you were still doing the amateur contest, right? Yeah, probably. And it was like, Right around, you were like eleven or twelve. Without so, all the stag chili, like winning all that good booty. <laughs> the other thing about these contests that we did growing up is like they just had the craziest prizes. I do remember that, like because you couldn't you win would, money and be an amateur, so they give you they give you various prizes from the sponsors of the event, and the sponsors were pretty outrageous. Oh. <laughs> and one yeah. was one. So you'd walk up, and my mom would always get pissed because like. She'd be like, I'd win the I'd win the event or Jesse Jesse'd win and, and you'd go pick a prize. And there's this big table full of all these prizes. There's a snowboard, there's a skateboard, there's a jacket, there's all this stuff. And at the time, you know, like my mom's like, get the jacket. We can we can get use a it jacket. Or yes. we can sell it. We can sell it get to somebody, pants. you know, pay for gas, you know, and, and like we'd be up there like ah. And then we'd always grab the box of stag chili. <laughs> the stag like chili. It was like a, it's so a, good. a variety pack with all different and you flavors. See your yeah. parents and just, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no. And so, you know, and we're sitting there eating the chili in the van. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, did you guys, yeah, have, a, did you like, have a name for the van? What would, Kathy yeah, the, called it the, the Mo. The, the Mo. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't very Mo. clever. It was mo- motorhomes or Mo. The Mo. <laughs> called it the big Mo. I like the big Mo. Mo. I like Mo too. It's got character. But yeah. the story of it was pretty great because they found. I don't know how they found it, but it was it was apparently used down near the the border as like a stakeout van. And whoever was in there watching for people crossing the border, you know, he he had a lot of cats. And the cats had fleas and like, do we got this van? It was like this red rust coloration. <laughs> and, and it was, we had, a, I remember pulling the flea bombs with, with Roger and throwing them in the van to like kill all the fleas. And then they took the van to Tijuana to have it reupholstered. Um, obviously, obviously. Yeah. For <laughs> the quality. amount of money as possible. Yeah. And then brought it back over. And, and then my dad like somehow installed He's he's a pretty handy guy, but like he it'll work, but on occasion. And so he 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 somehow rigged it to have like a propane tank outside and like a little stove in there and like some running water here and there. And then 
and and that became like the family dude isn't traveled around it's it. so great though i mean the memories i i it's just oh, it's, yeah. it's it's yeah. like I mean, i'm nostalgic and i'm not even a part of your family i'm like I know. oh man i remember that too like I, <laughs> I, 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 it was so good seeing you there i know yeah, 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 yeah. you guys it just feel it feels well, that it i feels think what you're great. feeling ollie is like a connection to the mountain it just speaks mm. to me. It's like in my heart. I love it so much. Just the energy of the mountains. Is to, I, yeah. That's that's what I'm feeling. I think you know. Ollie's a beautiful skier. Like a like um, a. I, like, yeah, I, I, can, I can. Yeah. What's it? What's it like? What? Uh, <laughs> no. Like like a like, beautiful swan yeah. floating down the mountain <laughs> on, trash, on marshmallows. <laughs> if, if I'm I a am. trash badger, then what is he? <laughs> totally. uh, what is, uh, <laughs> how did you describe? Uh, <laughs> this? I was, gonna, I was going to I was going to compliment you. I never compliment you. I was just going to compliment you and see now it's been it's like karmic. Now I can't do it. I know she yeah. can't do it. Uh, this would yeah. have been one of the first compliments. Now I was going to say Oliver revelry. has this way of skiing. He's the guy that you see when you're on the chairlift or the gondola and you're yeah. like who he must be like a instructor or a ski patrol or something you know he's like that kind confidence of confidence shines through yeah he's got i wish up. i had more yeah. balls though dude watching <laughs> what you've done and the shit that you've pulled off it's like how do you even begin that shit i it's crazy to me just uh, you know the confidence and the, again just the nuts and the watch- attempting got easier actually yeah. because they they we we you know kind of revolutionized the sport by using airbags right kind of like what stuntmen use in hollywood and they blow up these big bags of air with multi-layers and the the, the air disperses when you hit the top and it, it kind of catches you safely somewhat i mean nothing's foolproof i've been in the mountains where like the, the the lifties the guys that run the resort or whatever you know they're 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 like younger dudes and they're hanging or girl, you know, girls and guys. And sometimes they're from other countries and like, they're just chit chat hanging out. And like, they didn't realize that the generator ran out and the thing's slowly <laughs> deflating. <laughs> I, I hit it and I hit the bottom. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like, like things go wrong or the wind picks it up and moves it to the left slightly. And you miss the thing. And, you know, it's just a lot can go wrong. But, um, you know, before that you had to give it just the old, Hey, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Let's but, try but it. How many and, times um, on the bag? How confident do you have to be on the bag to then actually put it, put it on the, put it, put it to the snow? You know what I mean? It really depends. It's just kind of like, it's like a, it's like a numbers game at that point. And like, how consistent am I? Like when I wake up in the first attempt, is that one on? Or does it take me like three tries to get to a point where I'm like warmed up? Mm -hmm. And then knowing that like, okay, cool. If I was going to try it today, I'm definitely going to try it on the third uh, on the first try, I tried on the third try, but you want to get it to where like, there's been a week straight where you wake up, you've barely, you know, stretched and done anything and you can drop that trick. No problem. Onto the bag. Perfect. And you're mm-hmm. just kind of feeling it. And then you would take it to the actual wall. And especially with attempting tricks, like before you had to just kind of work up to it and try it. And, and that was, that was heavy. You would take a lot of hits. And, and now the tricks, it just happened at this perfect time where, you know, I was actually, <clears throat> God, I was probably 22, I want to say. And I was going for my um, second Olympics. And and I had called one of my sponsors and said, hey, you know what? It's getting crazy for me at the resort. People are standing on the side of the half pipe trying to get selfies with me while I'm in the air. Because, like, you could just show up at the resort and buy a lift ticket and come. Yeah, there's no, like, the half pipe. I can't there's no, like, court. Out. Yeah, there's yeah. no, like, it's not like NBA. Like, you're there. Right. Like, yeah, you're just. It's like. 
it's like if you could drive your car onto the track and and be next to Jeff Gordon, like, hey, and like trying to get <laughs> a here? picture with him. What are you in, doing here? In the yeah. you know, second turn, and so it's it's distracting and it's it's a lot, and then it's hard to film at that time too. Plus, when the sun you know is is going over the, the mountainside, like certain times of the day, it's better to hit certain walls. Like this wall's shaded, and then this one's in the sun, or or switches around. And if you really want the the afternoon sunny wall you can't do it at the resort because the half pipes chewed up by then. It's been, you know, the general public's just been going through there all day long and it's snow, it's snow, it's soft, it melts. You get it, you know, when it's chundery at the end of the day and you can't really do your tricks. So this was like, Hey, this perfect scenario where we're going to be in a private setting that's safer. We can film, do all these things. And then I had this idea of like, man, if we're going to go to this great length of building this half pipe, you know, I spent a summer um, skateboarding at this place called Camp Woodward out in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and they, I know it Woodward. Was, it's the, it is the best place on earth. Thing yeah. I was, I, I don't know how old <laughs> I was. I was probably like 11 or something. It's literally like the most amazing skate park you've ever been to. And there's like 10 different skate parks you can go to all various levels of, of you know, um, difficulty. And attached to it is a gymnastics camp. So like, I, I don't even, I think I may have gotten like my first kiss out there or second kiss out there. I was like, yes, this is the best place on earth, you know? And, but I remember that story. That's a whole nother story. But this, this, I remember watching the gymnastics going down and seeing that they were f- jumping into foam blocks. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And then later on, Travis Pastrana started doing his, his training for double backflips on a motorcycle into a foam pit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't we do that? Why don't we bring a foam pit up to the mountain and cut off the end of the half pipe and I'll jump out of the pipe into the, into the foam. And, uh, and, and that then later turned into, so I could safely like try my tricks and then go back up and, and, and do it in the half pipe. This had never been done before and it changed the sport and, and the foam pit, man, it was really difficult. Like it's really heavy. It's hard to get up there. What's the container made out of that holds the blocks? Do the blocks, if the blocks get wet, they freeze at night. Like there's a lot of variables. So, uh, the airbag invention was much, much better and it's, and it's a lot, a lot easier and safer to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but that really changed the sport. So now trying tricks, you do have the comfort of using an airbag. But the side or the kicker of it all is that the tricks got a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. partly my fault, but, yeah. um, you know, or, or a lot my fault because I was, I was pushing the envelope. Hey, Je- yeah. hey, Jesse, when did you see your little brother and be like, okay, ho- wait a minute. Like this, this shit is real. Yeah. I, I mean, it was pretty clear. Like, I, I want to say like our first year riding together. Snowboarding's like, you know, you you know, when you first learn, yeah. it's just hard. Yeah. And back then too, like there was never equipment that was like as good as it is now. So, you know, like my snowboard weighed 20 pounds. It was like a <laughs> rental those. board basically. And yeah. Sean was snowboarding in ski boots on like just some like janky snowboard that was like made by the lift off, right? Like it was just like not what you see now. Mm-hmm. But then with that, like, it was just, we just accelerated so quickly. I mean, and being like, what was really unique about Snow Summit too, at that time, how we grew up is like what Sean was getting to is like the park builder for Snow Summit happens to be like the best park builder in the world. Mm-hmm. And this is where he grew up, like honing his craft. So like we grew up in this, you know, not the greatest mountain setting, 
But it was, I mean, the best place to be in the entire world at that time if you wanted to that's like That's like Outliers. It's the book. It's the Malcolm Gladwell book where they're like, yeah. the, the, you know, the things that actually set you up for to be like the greatest or the great success are a series of things. Like, would you have, would you have been able to get there if you, say, didn't have a park like that, you know, to, yeah. to start? I mean, you know. No, after reading that book, I, I applied a lot of it to my life. And I sat there thinking, wow, well, you know what? Snow Summit had a tow rope at the half pipe itself. So tow rope is like, a, you know, you guys from Colorado, but for the people listening, it's a, it's a, it's a, a miniature chairlift, would you say? It's just a rope with little, little, you know, hooks on it that you grab onto. It's so hard to use. But you like grab onto the, it. Like most you, death-defying contraption. You either like, ride hey, it. Does this, uh, does this look good? Do you think we're done? Yeah, we're done. This is fine. <laughs> So yeah, you either <laughs> yeah. yeah you either like ride up with it or you you fall yeah, and it drags you up yeah. there. Your clothes get hooked and drags you up the side of the yeah. hill. But I was sitting there thinking like, okay, if you grew up in say Vermont or Colorado or wherever, and you had to take the chairlift to take a lap for the half pipe, and I I only had to take the the tow rope, I'm probably getting in you know four or five runs. Or or, or what if you had to hike the half pipe, you know? Um, I'm probably getting in, you know, four or five runs compared to your one run. And that's like every single day um, that I'm on the mountain. And the days that we actually rode were so frequent because California has that beautiful sunny weather. Um, you know, if, if you were in, in Vermont, say it's like well below freezing, you're taking the chairlift. Mm-hmm. Like it's very intimidating to go, okay, I'm going to try this, you know, scary trick next run where I'm in California where a lot of the pros are now coming off. to ride a bit. Yeah, 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 just like flexing. in the soft snow, just, having a having a good one. Yeah, so. six years old, just shirt off, yeah, just yeah. Killing it. it. I don't think sun. I was that dirty pumpkin. trash badger yeah. on the loose. <laughs> so, but Jess, Jesse, so you you're obviously when you guys are yeah. when you guys are boarding, right? You're better because you're older and you're better and you're better mm. and you're better. Was there the moment that all of a sudden you're like? This little fucker, Sean, has just overtaken me. I mean, or do you still think you're better? Or do you still think you're better? <laughs> I mean, let's just get a couple things straight, guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, it was, it was all kind of within a couple of years. Like we just noticed a transition. Like with riding at this resort too, it's it's super busy, right? Like we're only riding on the weekends, where everyone else is riding as well. Mm-hmm. So. We had to ride in groups like it would be five of us and we'd all be about like six feet apart and we'd all be hitting the jumps and you just kind of like one goes right, one goes left. And then, you know, it started to be where like Sean just kept landing. Like he was always the one that was like landing and going on to the next jump. And so it was just this like evolution. And then all of a sudden you started Sean like competing in just like winning more and more and more. And then it just like it just flipped Mm -hmm. and you could just tell. Um, you I know, feel and- like you, you had a couple injuries though. You had your, you had the ACL and some things and, and there, I think there was a point where you slightly went like, I don't know if I want to do this. You can just, you forever. can just say it. I turned into an right. artist. I just went you full did. artist You did. You went mode. full artist on me. <laughs> I, uh, and that, that was the cutie, time. like Elliot Smith, oh, like a lot of like up. dark rooms and homes. Yeah. We can talk about it. It's fine. And, uh, the jeans were tight. You know, yeah. my attitude was huge. It was, yeah. it was a time and a moment. You were brewing your own beer in the, in the closet. Yeah, there was a, there was a I lot I love that of, you uh, said death cab for cutie that just like, that just like put it all in perspective for me. <laughs> it's a, right? It's like you it say just, that and you get it. I immediately know 
the guy you're talking about. Awesome. <laughs> this guy. That's who we're talking about. This guy. 19. But I, I, I'm amazed at how it's so seamlessly kind of transitioned because you slowly like were like getting into other things. And then, and then I started to really excel at competing and getting sponsors. And I decided to go pro and I was getting notoriety. And then it got very like uncool to be with mom and dad on the road still. And it was getting hard for them to keep their jobs and travel with me. And then you were almost old enough to rent a car at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. So they're, those freshly, were the I freshly, <laughs> yeah, I had just dropped out of college. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? You guys should travel the world together. That's so what, Jesse, that's Jesse what. Jesse became what we call the team manager. So he worked technically for Burton Snowboards and became my team manager. So like travel companion and he'd help me do these mm. things. But simultaneously awesome. with my. Did you guys get into like, did you have. Oh my God. So, so much, much trouble. trouble. We were super oh, chill. God. Like asleep at nine. Yeah. Up early. Well, Shoes are tied. yeah, as the team manager, Jesse, you have to make sure uh, of those things. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you yeah. know what? They gave me a credit card, so yeah. we were fine. Okay. I was an adult. Great. Yeah. Great. Yes. Great. Great. Oh, Thank God for you. Was there ever a time, you. Sean, where you were like, <laughs> Jesse, you, go- you have to like get this together. <laughs> Dude, he was pretty responsible. Like, like we, we would get it done, but then at times like it would just get like, it would seem like it was going pretty well. And then it would just go, Oh my God. <laughs> take a, take a turn. <laughs> and like, you know, like I totaled the rental car in New Zealand trying to do donuts in the, in the driveway. And, and, and then just had to go, yeah, I crashed the car. Sorry, because he's on the insurance. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I yeah. crashed the car. They're like, what happened? He's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I lost control. <laughs> and then they put us in that horrible, it was like a Geo Metro, but we had to actually make it to the top of this like muddy, like dirt road, you know, mountaintop in New Zealand and in a tiny little car uh, with the steering wheel on the other side. And like we would get to the top of the mountain and it'd all be frozen by the end of the day that would turn into this deep mud and we'd just be like scraping the car bottom all the way down the mountain to get back to where we needed to go. And then, you know, like you, you, well, I was still in school, so I was doing my homework. Oh really? You yeah, yeah. Cause I had to do like algebra and like you were great at math. So ninth grade or 10th grade. Yeah. Maybe like ninth or 10th. Yeah. It was around that time. And Jesse, you were responsible enough to say, Sean, you've got to do your algebra. Like, I mean. I mean, do you not see this face? Like, yes. <laughs> no. I don't I just don't. I can't Oliver see and it. I are not buying this for all the listeners well, out there. I, 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 I had a teacher I had to answer to. But, <laughs> yeah. um, so we were more, we were more just like mischief friends on the road. But man, it was, it was really fun. What great memories, you guys. Like, that is, that's that's special shit. Uh, That's cool. That's really, You showed up in the banana costume at 4 a.m. in Japan. (laughs) Again, I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, no, I mean, the, you know, the great thing, too, about it was just, like, uh, (laughs) I'm, like, trying to just, like, move this along. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, uh, you know, the, the, the truth of it was, too, is, like, I think I was, yeah, I was just, like, a little bit more responsible, and, and there was just some level of trust, but, you know, I was still snowboarding Mm -hmm. a ton, so we could snowboard together, we could travel together pretty easily, um, I couldn't rent rental cars from every company, but I could rent them from enough companies to like get us mm-hmm. through 
And it also so happened that like Sean and I like could, you know, like I could help him with his work and we could, I could help him with his homework. Like we just kind of like found this thing. You filled a lot of roles at that point. You were like family for me on the road. You were also like team manager. So you're like renting cars and getting to the hotel and being responsible. You also like were really into photography. So you're shooting photos of me that you were then like, selling to magazines and to back to the sponsors and you had your own like thing going there. And then, and then I was getting signature products that, you know, needed design and, you know, a pro model snowboard boot or a pro model snowboard that needed graphics and designs. And I would turn to Jesse. So he became like kind of my, my go-to on everything and coach because you knew how to snowboard. You were incredibly talented at snowboarding. It's just your stronger suit wasn't competition, but you would sit and help me like, plan the run and, and keep an eye on the other con- competitors and see what they were doing. So you, your role was so like involved. I mm-hmm. just like now thinking back about it, it's, it, it you were doing a lot. Right. So naturally point. you, you've given him half of your money, right? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, right? when did you know, like, when did it hit you that you were like, I can do things that I'm not seeing anybody able to do on these mountains? I think that all happened when I was, when I was really young, probably like eight or something like that. I like, I like dropped in the vert ramp at our local YMCA and, um, they had a skate park there and just so happened that like, you know, just so happened that, that Snow Summit had a tow rope, just so happens we grew up 20 minutes from a skate park that Tony Hawk would go skate. Yeah. And so just as much as I was a snowboarder on the mountain, I come home and every single weekday after school, I, if I was either on the trampoline, I was, or I was at the skate park and, you know, I fell in love with skating and I realized that like I could do things that my friends couldn't. And, and, you know, when I was a kid, we would, I had a bicycle and we all got bikes for Christmas and, um, we build a jump here and there. And then I would jump over a trash can or over two trash cans. And I'm like, we should line up the neighborhood kids. Yep. And see if how many I can Line jump up. over. And, you know, we got to like six, seven kids. And then it's like, okay. But like, I remember, I remember mom and dad just watching this happen. Like, oh yeah, he's got it. <laughs> so I, rem- I just remember like being like, I can do this. I can do things that my friends can't and, and you know, complete confidence about it. So it was a young age that I, I knew that. And then, um, at, it, at that same young age, when I started snowboarding, I, I, you know, had interest from sponsors. I got sponsored by Burton when I was around like seven years old. So um, I was already feeling somewhat special and like had a path. And then I just really leaned into it. And then with the guidance from Jesse and 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 think like when his friends were riding with us on the mountain and him, himself, he's seven years older. So I'm trying to learn all the tricks that they're learning but I'm seven years younger and now I dropped to my age bracket and no, no wonder a lot of the kids couldn't hang with the tricks I was doing mm-hmm. at the time. So it was definitely like an interesting, how did um, you, how did you check, how did you check yourself? You know, I mean, how did you, cause you seem, you seem like a, you know, I don't know you that well, but you're a mm. pretty centered, grounded dude. Like, mm. but when you're getting that much attention at that young of an age, does your brother check you? I mean, do your parents check you or does your head get big? I mean, did you ever have the moment where like, I'm the, I'm the shit. You nobody know what I mean? really, yeah. nobody really cared. Remember that Jesse? Yeah. Like we're in Cal- like if you were the star on the football team, you were, you were getting praised. You know, we were like the misfit family that had like a trampoline and a skate ramp in their backyard and they're getting the cops called on them. Cause people are like throwing parties and stuff. So like, we weren't really like, 
it's not it like known to, today it wasn't really if, known too like we were grew yeah. up by the beach you know we were we weren't like what that we were doing in the weekends you know no one knew mm. like not no one, one really of my knew. friends skateboarded or snowboarded maybe some of jesse's friends that were older and like mm-hmm. into the scene but like None of my friends. So you were like, you were by 13 Mm -hmm. traveling the world, like totally sponsored. Were you making like a good living? Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm the shit. (laughs) I woke up. I was like, shut up, mom. (laughs) No, I want some Cheetos. Yeah, give me a Cheetos. (laughs) There were like only a few moments where I like, Flex the the power that I I I had, but rarely, you know. There was one trip. All I remember is like I didn't want to drive home in the van, and I had made I I had made money on the trip or something, and I was just like, I want to fly home. And my mom's like, Are you kidding me? And I was like, No, I want to fly home. <laughs> so there were maybe like two or three times as a kid when that when that went down, where I was like, You know what, like. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I just want to get home. And, and, and they would kind of make an exception here and there. But for the majority, I was, I was part of the family and in our, in our community didn't celebrate me the way I was celebrated on the mountain. So I had two different lives. Mm. And, and then, um, you know, through success, things got different, you know, and, 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 and my, my craft is obviously different than, than the world of, of acting and things where like, I literally get to stand on a podium in first place. So I'm like, those are very, you know, those glory moments that you dream about and hope for. And, and, and even that though, I, I do look back on my old contest and go, Oh, this could have been better. Or that could have, you know, and, and it's never as sweet as I picture in my head. And, and, and it's, I think it's just like a perfection thing that you always strive for that you're never going to get to. But, um, but yeah, there there are those times where things really took off, and and when Jesse and I started traveling the world, and you go from a van to like a hotel room of your own, and then a hotel suite to like, oh hey, we got like, you know, the sponsor rented out the whole floor. Everybody's here. We're doing these big dinners and these things. Like we weren't allowed to order soda at the mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we, the salt like growing up. <laughs> yeah. they were free. You well, know? How like, how we, old were both yeah. of you guys when you realized um, that like you could that like what this did for your girl game? Oh man! Sorry, you uh, you broke up there. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think the you. Cell I think, phone of mine. I think, think Jesse never really had a problem. You yeah, were, you were a pretty smooth criminal. I I had the red hair and the like. Freckles and the, like, I don't know, dude. I was deep in the Elliot Smith, the... just like crying yeah. alone. But they were There's into a lot that. of like, like I'd go to a hotel room and black out the windows, <laughs> and then just write a poem about it. He drew this picture of me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I think I I was I was pretty late bloomer on everything. I was I was scared. I was intimidated by talking to girls, and so and and, and the thing that I realized at one point is that like it dawned on me that they, they would approach me. And so I just had to go on defense and like, just talk. <laughs> like, but, but that was, I don't know. I don't even think I had like first kiss till I was like 18 or something. It was late. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. I was shy. Oh, wow. I was pretty, I was pretty like, I don't think 18. No, that's wrong. It was probably like, no, no, I was like 12. You were, yeah, we were, you were just like, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, Woodward happened. That happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah. With a gymnast. But that, but then it didn't, yeah, but then it, then nothing, you know, like I was too, I was too, too. You run a dry spell. And my, my, well, my buddy initiated that whole situation. So I just kind of like, was, (laughs) I was like, 
You were a pawn. I was helping him. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had the like blonde hair and the blue eyes. He was, from, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. he was killing it. I was just like his buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at you. But, the sex, you know, the sexy you know. beast. So, okay. So now, <laughs> now you guys travel the world. And then what mm-hmm. age did you go pro? I went pro at 13 and, yeah. and then started making money at 14. That's when the first real big deal came through. And that's when things got very, very serious. I mean, I made some money here and there before that because my mom would drive us up to LA and I was a stunt double on a, on a Disney show called The Jersey. And just I was dropping like, that, huh, Sean? No, just dropping your early work. Your early, this, this is my you early You guys aren't the only one that's been on the screen here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've done my share. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and, and, and so I had, I started this like savings account and I was familiar with like making money at the time. But then I got this big deal when I was 14 and that's when, if anybody thought we were kind of crazy, we were like, you guys are crazy. We're, we're really doing something special here. Um, because at, at that point I, I had this really bad crash, um, with another vert skateboarder named Bob Burnquest. And I, I broke my hand, I broke my foot and I fractured my skull. Um, in one this crash. Like fourth grade, right? Like you were. Yeah, it was the MTV sports and music festival. I, th- I think I was yeah. like a 10 or 11 years old. Jesus. And- and my mom was just, you know, they're devastated. Like, oh my God, uh, how could this happen? And we were doing a doubles routine on the ramp, which isn't something you normally do. And we got confused on our routine and we crashed. And so I get home and I got a cast on my arm and my leg and, it, and the, the fracture of my skull put a hematoma on my forehead and the, and the blood running around my forehead drained in my eyes. So these giant bloodshot black eyes and I pull up to school and the teacher just sees me and starts crying at the side of me. Cause I, I look like I got in a, a car accident or something. And, um, which is very similar. And, uh, and I get in, in the classroom and looking at everybody and I'm like, why is everybody so dressed up? My buddy's hair was all combed and parted and he had a collared shirt on. It was picture day. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my God. And so like, I'm in the corner of the it's class. Classic. Carmel, yes. Carmel Valley Elementary School, like photo. And it, it's an amazing picture. Um, but, oh, dude. The, but, but the community kind of turned on us slightly at that time. Cause they're like, you're letting your cardiac kid do these dangerous sports. Look at him. Just look at what happened. Look what your, your parenting got you. And, and it was like fun and games until that happened. And that's when we kind of, we got closer as a family because we knew what we were doing was really special. We knew that was like an isolated incident and, and, you know, we took necessary precautions to be safe. I was wearing a helmet and I was riding, you know, within my abilities and stuff and they didn't push me. And <clears throat> so anyways, but it became more difficult to, you know, be, you know, we didn't celebrate it as much. It wasn't celebrated. It was definitely like a battle. Mm-hmm. We had to battle the school district yeah. and my parents never felt like they fit in at the PTA meetings and stuff. And we were like really involved in the community. My mom would go to all the meetings and stuff. And, um, and, and, and so then like the dynamic definitely changed in our neighborhood mm. uh, at that point. But you guys so. became a stronger unit. It sounds like, right? Oh, for sure. That's yeah. when the family really like, like, oh, I will, if you guys are going to be against us, then we don't really need you. We just need us. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, and there's the like, came. there's such a culture around it. Well, too, what about like, the gold medal, dude? I mean, was that, is that number one? I mean, there's well, so many number ones, I'm sure, but. Uh, yeah. That, that one. Man, I was 19. It was yeah. 2006. I won. I won the gold in Torino um, for the half pipe, and uh, 
It was nuts. I mean, that, that was the moment that really like shines in my memory as the biggest kind of like hurdle we cleared as a family, you know, and, and that's what it meant to me. I, I got to the bottom crying and my whole family's crying and, and it just dawned on me that the like, the teachers that were like screaming at my parents for having me miss school at, at times and, and the, you know, the countless, you know, hours spent on the mountain and missing, you know, my sister loved snowboarding, but stopped at a certain point. And then they had to kind of divide the family of like, who's going to go with Sean up to the mountain and who's going to go to the soccer game or, or are we even going to go to the soccer game? Can she catch a ride with her friend? You know, it became mm-hmm. what's the priority and so much sacrifice by not only myself, but every member of my family. And at that time, when I won, it was like, man, I, I didn't win. Like we won, mm-hmm. we did it. We won mm-hmm. like this crazy sport that everybody mocked us and everybody said it wasn't going to be anything. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm an Olympic gold medalist. And, and my mom said something to me. She's like, you'll, you will forever be introduced as Sean White, the gold medalist and mm-hmm. forever that, that title will follow you. And, and I didn't really understand how big the Olympics was. Thank God. Cause I'd have mm-hmm. been terrified. <laughs> um, until afterward, you know, and, and, and uh, so that was an amazing moment for the whole family. I felt like, wow, and, um, man, and, because that's and Jesse, yeah, yeah, that, that's everybody's so crazy, just, you know, helped Can, out for that one. I so. want to hear it, Jesse, from your perspective, what was that like for you watching him achieve that? It was a trip. I mean, so you know, the same feelings like we as a unit were all there. I was there, our parents were up in the bleachers, like. We have this communication system. So I would look at them. I'd give them the, like the nod. And then, you know, me knowing Sean so well and knowing how he snowboards, you know, I, I, I was like there and I knew how he was going to do. And so we had this whole like moment where, you know, Sean had come down, our parents like in the bleachers rushed through security, like hop the fence, you know, it's a bunch of Italians. They're like, no. And like our parents are just like out of the way. Jump out, they hop over the fence, and we are all like there. Yeah. And it became, you know, Sean, we haven't even really talked about it from, from my perspective, but like, yeah, again, it was almost like we were back in the van, like it was just us, mm-hmm. and it was, it was really special. Like, those are just some of those memories that we all have, and they all mean something differently, but yeah. around that one moment. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, it's amazing. I, I got the chills. I, I'm tearing up. My nipples got hard. That's when yeah, I know. That's there, when I know. That's why we tell this story. That's, that's, that's when I know. It's, it's a classic like, story we tell. Oh, fuck. And it's well, crazy it, when both of Oliver's nipples get yeah, hard. Yeah, usually it's so one. so far apart. It's usually just one. <laughs> oh. Wow. I love that stuff yeah. so much. But Jesse, uh, from your perspective, actually, because, you know, when Sean says this was a collective win and you hear that a lot from athletes, but when I'm talking to Sean right now, it feels like that's mm-hmm. real. Like those, that really is flooding your mind. It's not just sort of hyperbole, right? This is really happening to you. On the flip side of that though, Jesse, did you feel like this was part of your win as well? I mean, oh yeah. Like, the you know Sean Sean kind of talked about it a little bit but like us growing up and doing these sports like there was definitely moments where like the neighborhood shuns you like everybody just tells you you're crazy yeah. and that wasn't just to Sean that was to all of us that was like our parents walking around and, and other parents being like you know there they are like this yeah. was this was they're not probably how, yeah high on marijuana yeah they're <laughs> trampoline again they're trampolining. Um, you know, there, 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 there was money, but it wasn't like understood. Like it wasn't mainstream, these sports, like how they are today. You know, there's no 
Taco Bell deals at that time. And so, uh, that's how you just know met, you made it. Yeah. This is Taco Bell money, the, yeah. the double decker money. Yeah, yeah. Taco money. Yeah. Taco yeah. Money. <laughs> and so, yeah, it definitely meant the same to all of us. I yeah. think, I think, although Sean has the medal, like, I think we yes. all shared in that a bit. So but you, you, you were doing all the, all the, all the, you know, the, you know, at this point now, there's like multiple signature lines of products and like, and, and majority, you know, or at least, you know, Four out of the uh, five were were best selling lines, you know, and mm. Jesse was doing all of that. So like it was just a success on many levels. And then and then you were you know you you technically were my coach at the time. Do you remember when I almost blew it? I fell in my qualifying yeah. run, and I yeah. I remember not being nervous. Like oh, I'll nail the next one, and you came up and you're like, "What are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's only I was like, I got it, and then and then you're like, "Well, you better like get up there," and I was like. And then I got on the chair and I was like, holy shit, he's right. <laughs> like, what if I drag a hand or something like this? This would, cause at this point I aced every single, I won every single qualifying event up to the Olympics and I'm like favorited to win. It's all teed up. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I let this idea of like, wow, what if I blow it right now? I remember that. that. that I remember sink watching into my head and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And uh, I luckily pulled through and, and, and it all worked out for the best and, and I won. But yeah, man, like just the, just the family's always been such a huge part of my life and we're still such a close group. Yeah. Um, and it's all because of snowboarding, you know. And, and I think my mom, you know, her, her endless bragging finally had its, its moment, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. She, she could not not tell anybody that I would I won the gold. Oh right. <laughs> oh. The UPS guy is dropping off the, the box. The oh, it's okay. It must be something from my son who won the gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, the, the oh, you butcher dropped at your Bonds number. She'd get the stakes for like half price. Oh be yeah. Like, oh, what is that? A yeah. steak? Oh, my son who's an Olympic gold medalist. They just loves gave steak. us this ribeye for you know like twenty five cents because I told them you won the gold. <laughs> yeah, she really like Her she finds like, the angles to get the deals. It's pretty oh, good. Man. That's very awesome. impressed. <laughs> yeah, and so. Her her bragging finally came in and in, in, well not finally she she's just that old school like she just gets along and goes and talks to people at it you know it's we in this day and age we like send the message mm-hmm. kind of maybe meet up mm-hmm. never <laughs> no i know and so she she's just that personality type and so she was out bragging after after the games in in torino and bought this like jacket she's like this jacket i can't believe it's 300 it's so expensive it's ridiculous like complaining and then she's like but i guess i have to buy it because my son won the gold <laughs> this, and she brags to this guy and the guy's like oh who's your son and she's like oh sean white you know and it turned out to be a guy named charlie ebersol who who his father dick ebersol yeah, is, dick ebersol, is, right? is just he's he's the man yeah. out of nowhere she comes back she's like i got us a flight on the nbc jet to go home i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> She's like, I met this guy, Charlie something. And like his dad's like a pretty big deal at the game. So like we're going to go home with them. And so we ended, I'm like, really? Like, cause we actually got to the Olympics and never thought of booking flights home. Right. And so we're like, there's no flights. Like, how are we getting out of here? And, um, and so that's how, how I ended up that the Ebersol family. Amazing. And we all went on the plane home together with them. So her bragging really got us. It did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, would you, say, would, you, would you say your worst fall on the snowboard, at least in competition, was that face plant you did? Um, 
I mean, it was the most. God, it looked gnarly as hell. I mean, that I was mean, that. That's not that one the was, worst. It fall. was. No. It was pretty. It it wasn't the most painful, but it was the most like mentally scarring yeah. and and jarring thing because it's my face. So I'm like looking in the mirror, going, "Oh my god, what did I do?" Mm. Like I can take a, a a beating and have bruises on my side, you know, like something like that. But mm. like when you look in the mirror, if you break something, it's like unless it's a compound, you know, it's not like the bone sticking out and you're looking at it, going, "Oh my god," you know. Have you I, had I one of those? Up. No, thankfully, you know, oh, I, I I'm, I'm pretty. You're pretty lucky, Sean. I've been, I, dude, I've made a, a whole oh, career no, out of like no, no, being no, real no, lucky no. in my falls. And, we're not knocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I do that a lot. And so. superstitious. Do you have any, you guys have any, like, you know, you don't wear certain socks or you have to wear certain yeah. socks? Or Did you have any, Jesse? Well, no, I, I, I read in my notes that you guys do like a little kiss, like on the lips before. Each oh, just thing. besides oh, a kiss. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Just, yeah. just the kiss. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, I was going to get there. Thank you for bringing that up. Like, mm-hmm. right. love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love yeah. you. you got to hold it for a while. Like, mm-hmm. ah. yeah. Oh, you make yeah. a little noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you were, um, you were into the steaks for a while. I remember that. Mine got, mine, your... mine, I didn't have them until mom started doing weird stuff. And then she's superstitious. So I got superstitious. And so like, I'd come back to the room and like all of my stuff is like out of the closet and my bag's like completely packed. And I'm like, man, the like room services, they're really going the extra mile like, or they want me out. Like, I don't know what's up. And, and it happened again and again. And I was like, what's going on? And my mom's like, Oh, sorry. Like I sneak into your room and I, I fold up all your clothes and pack your entire bag so that you won't get injured and you'll be safe on the mountain and you'll win. And I was like, what? But I won the last three events. So now I'm yeah. like, now I got to pack my whole bag up <laughs> before I can go ride. Oh like, oh my God. So like I had like favorite shirts. I had to pack my bag up or like uh, for a while I'd had to like, I had to get in the bathtub and I had to like write out my run on the, on the hotel stationery and then save it in order for the, like the run to come true or like just little weird right. things, you know, yeah. but nothing, nothing too bizarre. And then like someone told us like, yeah, it's, it's the best thing in the world to have a, have a steak before you compete. And um, I was like, really? So we tried it and I, I won the next day. So that just became this thing of like, Oh, I have to have some sort of like steak or something the night yet, yeah, just the night yeah. before. And oddly enough, I didn't, I didn't have one in Russia when I lost. So, Oh. oh, I blame this. Blame, blame the steak. Um, Jesse, you're a brand. What do you, you're a brand director? Yeah, yeah. So, um, long weird journey, but started really with Sean. Like moving when Sean got the opportunity to have like a clothing line. Um, you know, it was just something that we naturally like was able to pick up. Um, and so really just was fortunate how, you know, how Sean had that place of growing up with Snow Summit and we had that whole story. For me, there was some similarities as well. Um, working with Burton Snowboards at the time was like such a great opportunity to also like learn how to design clothing. And so took that and started drawing and then making something. So we made a boot and it did really well. And mind you, I'm like teaching myself all of this. It's like how to design for dummies. So it was just like real haphazard and like just, And so ultimately, like, kind of got a little bit better at that. And um, 
you know, that's just been my passion. That's just been where, you where had, you had great ideas about everything. I mean, like when, so uh, uh, when he says boot, like they were like, Hey, we want to do a Sean White series pro model snowboard boot. I'm like, that's cool. But like, what, are, what's it going to look like? And I'm like, Jesse, help me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, like I've been seeing these things in these like high fashion magazines. Like Chanel had this like quilted puff sort of print that they were using on their bags. He's like, what if we took this? did something similar and put it on like the panels of the boot and like the thing like sold out within minutes at the trade show. And it, it became this, that we re-released it. It sold out again. And then they're like, let's try a helmet. And he had these really cool drawings that he did for the helmet. And then it, and then it kind of went from there. But as things grew, you know, I was getting, you know, with success, we got more items and eventually clothing uh, outerwear line with Burton. And, and then from there, it got deeper. Remember when like, we, I mean, we started going like, you know what, like your ads are all right, but like we want to, ha- I started getting in my contracts like control over the, the visuals and, and, um, and the way I'm, I'm used in the, in the ads. And, <clears throat> and then, so Jesse, from, from the beginning we were doing, not only were you shooting the photos, then we were like coming up with the ad concepts and the product development and every single thing in between. So that was like the early stages of us, like, and myself as well, like, learning to design and learning how you know samples get made in the process of the whole thing um yeah but you know you you always amaze me because like i i would get stumped all the time but he he was just this fountain of new ideas and uh i think we were like we were so young you know like we were like too young not to know any better which is like that awesome place to be and i think we just always had that like you know, there was the way to do things and then there's the way to like not do things. But that <laughs> way really never made sense anyways. You know, it's like, why would I not do that? Like, just because you said so, you know, I think that was also half the fun. And and I mean, Sean, we're, we both still are, you know, to a degree like this a lot, actually. And so, um, you know, we would we would just take that opportunity to really like, like just mess with everybody. Like it was a great time. Yeah. Um, awesome. And like no parents, no rules, just kind of like, uh, the yeah. ability to create—it um, was, it was fun. Were you guys the first to wear like the skin tight snowboard pants? Were you? Did you bust that out that, first? <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Uh, at X Games at one point. And I the, like and these the, questions. Dude, these are great questions. So <laughs> the way the way that that happened was the real story is is that we put like um. We, at that point we had all these designs and some of them like skewed more, you know, to like, Hey, this is a really great design, but it's not really for the line. And we had all these stockpile designs and with, with all this success and a lot of, a lot of females were actually riding, you know, women were buying the, buying my pro model board in the smaller sizes. Cause I had a lot of fans and um, they're like, why don't we come out with the, a women's line as well? So there was the men's and women's line. And then with the women's line came like these, like, tighter stretchier pants and at one point we were joking around i had the idea i was like i should come out as shauna or or roxy you know whatever roxana <laughs> right. we had a lot of ideas they were <laughs> we all great ideas. we had a lot of like, ideas and like we should make uh, up this character and she's because i had no way to promote the line because i didn't wear the, the women's stuff and so i was like why don't we come up with this character it's this this young this ripping girl and no one's ever seen her heard of her seen her face but she kills it and she and and I put on all the women's clothing, and uh, and when I did, I was like, "Man, these pants are actually like 
these are pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> these are pretty good. And uh, we had like a leather jacket in the men's line. I was like, dude, I should go tight pants, leather jacket to the next event. And um, I was like, nope, nope. Yeah, he's uh, like, don't do it. I was really into rock and roll. I had won a guitar at X Games. I got really into playing guitar and rock music and like all my heroes wore like tight jeans and the whole deal. So my off-hill persona didn't really meet my on-hill until that point. So mm-hmm. I had like the long hair. I played guitar and I like snowboarded it in what I wore uh, off the mountain. So that's that's how that kind of came about. So if if Jesse was in his room listening to Elliot Smith and Death Cab for Cutie, who were you listening to? Oh my God. I was in love with uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, so you I were like, like classic rock. Yeah. Yeah, like everything that my dad listened to in the car that I just didn't get. I was like, what is? I don't get it. You know, I, I didn't really dig music until I played guitar at like around 16. Um, and the only introduction to music I had was like, you know, movies like Grease mm. and the Blues Brothers and stuff. And so, um, and really want that. I mean, that's just round it out. Yeah, that's the dream. Summer so, loving. <laughs> Travolta, fast. dude. The hips don't lie. Um, um, so you play, but you still play. You're really passionate about music. I do. Yeah, I love. I love playing guitar, and it's it's been one of those things. Like it's kind of like speaking a language. You know, you can go play with other people, and what kind of you know, like what kind of guitar do you use? That kind of determines what kind of style of music you're probably into, and and what are your passions and stuff. And and so the, on the on this on the slide, like that's what was driving everything, though. Even in the designs, I mean, Jesse'd be like, "What bands are we into right now? Like, and what are they doing? And and how can we like add that into the designs of of the clothing that we're making, or the style of ad that we're doing, or things that kind of like go along with my lifestyle and stuff that we're into." Um, so that was like a big source of inspiration for everything. What about the younger snowboarders? Are there any that you look at and go, okay, well, that's the guy, that's the guy to beat now? Or are you Mm. still the guy to beat? It's really strange. I mean, it's like ever since I've been in this, uh, you know, pro in the sport since I was like 13, it's just been a changing of the guard. There's always like somebody new that kind of comes in and they either like take the spotlight for a minute and then seem to have trouble holding it or, you know, there's a lot of things that go on just in life in general that like pull your attention or you're on the streak and you finally got the limelight. But with the limelight comes like sponsorship and with sponsorship comes, you know, obligations to do shoots and an expectation to win. And there's so many factors and things that like can weigh on somebody that like, you know, say you were the like, go lucky guy, like, I hope I win and you don't have a care in the world. And you're like, cool, I'm going to do it. And you start winning and it's great. And then all of a sudden there's this expectation to win and you're not used to that. Like it, it, it can crumble you. And then, and then you start that slow decay of like losing an event and you're like, oh, whatever, maybe that was a one-off. And then you lose the next one. Your sponsors are like, wait a minute, was this the right guy? You know, it's just a lot can happen. And, or you, 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 you start making money and you start partying. I mean, there's a lot of, unfortunately, those are side effects of, of what can happen with, you know, certain fame. And, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure in many different professions you see, maybe somebody snag a big role and they're like, dude, I made it. I'm a, I'm a superhero in this movie. And you're like, Jesse, why do you think, why do you think Sean has, has sustained like in, from your perspective, how, yeah, how has he remained? It's funny as Sean, as you were talking about the, the skateboarding, I think it's cause like Sean's a planner, like whether you want to admit it or not, like he's just like a, a, a real planner sets the goals 
you know, he had talked about early when he was young and writing out his, his runs. And Sean, I remember doing that with you, you know, like we would sit there and, and you would write it out and then practice. And like, that would be it. And it was always about like, always including a new trick and always thinking about like the future and Step ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's like, you know, that's not like a common, you know, I think a lot of people plan, but then they, they have a hard time following through. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people like pick up a language and then kind of like quit halfway through. And I think Sean, one of your, your superpowers for real is, is just that ability to like grind it out mm-hmm. and uh, like really put in the work. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, Sean's had a pretty long career at this point. You know, I think there's been, I mean, a couple waves of like new kids coming through and Sean, you've, you've really competed against everybody at this point. Yeah, it was, um, it was very unnerving this last time around because they were like, I'm so used to showing up at events and they're like, the youngest competitor, Sean White's coming in. And they're like, the oldest competitor. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Like, uh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Just- and I was like, okay. And like, I'm, I'm at the Olympics and, and, uh, you know, I, I get off the chair and there's this guy that I used to compete with. And he kind of like, I was like, oh, what's up? He's like, oh, I'm here. I'm a coach now. I do this for this team. I've been doing that for a couple of years. I got a kid. And I, you know, I was like, oh, wow. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I kind of look at my bib. I was like, I'm still at it. I'm still giving it. You know, I, I, you know, I guess, and, um, I guess it's the perfect lead into, you know, yeah. when, when does it, when do you feel like it might be over and, and what, what might be next for, for the two mm-hmm. of you, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm so pumped <laughs> for Jesse's next chapter. I mean, <laughs> new, newborn baby boy, Teddy, yeah. uh, Theodore, T-Bone. Theodore T-Money. White, T-Money. Yep. He's awesome. T-W. I mean, I, I just, I, I just, I love being an uncle. I'm so pumped at, at having the family grow and it's making me very, I, I never really thought of like in my wildest wanting to have kids and now having my siblings, my, my sister as well, just had a, a baby girl and, um, it's just so awesome. It's just so so great to have the family around. It's giving you and, a little itch or a little yeah. like a little <laughs> a moment little of thinking like, like okay. oh, maybe I do yeah. want to look family at some point. And I feel like I'm jealous a little bit because I yeah. I I feel left out a little. Like there was the there was this you know like do you have the favoritism in the family where like all of a sudden like my sister Carrie and I would be like really close and then Jesse and I started traveling together. We were close, but she was left out, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden like. Jesse went off to do this and, 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 and then we're back together doing our, you know, like we, we kind of had yeah. these clicks and things yeah. and now like they're together with their kids and talking about like, Oh, well, you know, soccer season's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool baby stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Oh yeah. You got the jumpy castle. Oh, we got the, Oh, the, oh we got the jumpy castle. We went springy spring turtle, right. springboard turtle. And, and I'm just sitting there right. like, I don't know. I had a, <laughs> Yeah. You're like I felt like I connected with you guys once. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like I've already been yelled at by my sister like three or four times. Jesse's thankfully never done it, but she's like, "You don't understand because you don't have kids." Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, she has not. Oh, no. dude, four times already. Like you Come don't on. get it. They have well, to sleep yeah. at this time, or it's the world's over. I was like, I, like 
<laughs> oh my god! I, like, can I watch Jack Ryan in the living room? <laughs> that baby wakes up. <laughs> it's just like, dude, it's the last episode. <laughs> what's he gonna do? What's he gonna, what's gonna happen? <laughs> uh, so it, it's definitely been wild. I mean, for me, competitively, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm kind of like taking it one day at a time. And and next, and, and, and honestly, this spring, I was planning on. I mean, just like everybody else's plans, that kind of flew yeah. away. Um, with all this craziness and, and I'm thankful to have my health and my family's health, but you know, I was planning on going in deep and, and doing a lot of spring riding and seeing where that would put me in contention to ride next season. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely be dipping a toe next season, I think, and, and possibly some events. Uh, I, I just kind of have to see how everything plays out in the world and, and where we end up, you know, so skating's not, not really a, yeah. a focal point anymore. Snowboarding definitely is. And, um, and I think I'm just like a, a, a happier, guy right now like i love the family vibes yeah. i think a lot of pressure was taken off me with this last olympic win and and now i'm like just enjoying you know I'm, I'm in my 30s and i'm just like really enjoying everything i'm not so stressed and i'm i'm loving this kind of moment in my life so it's been great all right let's do the speed round oh man one word to describe the other go jesse <laughs> uh, redhead like oh redhead god. Oh god. super uh, i would say creative redhead. yeah no. yeah i think oh. you're incredibly creative yeah, when i, I think like of him. you i think of like oh that guy's got ideas he's got ideas. <laughs> that, that guy has he's got painting. ideas he's 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 drawing things in only pastels like he's doing <laughs> He's up to something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, for you, Sean, like, I mean, really? This isn't very speedy, okay. speed, Wait, so it's called speed round? You can take yeah. it. It's called speed yeah. round, right? It's a slow round. Um, I, I mean, honestly, like, I just, I don't really have a word. I just feel like it's just, like, loving. Like, mm. I just mm. Great I work. see how much you give to... So like the people around you and then also to our family, like how much time you spend, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking about thinking about everyone that's close to you. And like I see how you are with Teddy and with Charlie um, and our parents. And, and I would like you have a huge heart. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm going to lean into that one. Good. Thank you, buddy. I love you. Who's <laughs> who's funnier? Oh, uh, Sean. Am I? I mean, I'm crazier. I don't, am, I, am I funnier, though? You're pretty you just, funny. You you got the rep. You've got like just a <laughs> long repertoire of like movie quotes and like the you you got it. You got like a okay. solid list. That's I a, will say it's a close tie though. I, I would say if I'm winning, it's by a little. <laughs> you're, yeah. Who got in the most trouble as a kid? I mean, I, le- I legal trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah, redhead for, Me, sure. for sure. Sean, yeah, the the car, the uh, fire extinguisher, the pulling the uh, e brake on the icy road. Oh, uh, while Dad was driving. Yeah, that was oh a God. solid call. <laughs> he had to dig the car out with the snowboard that I won. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Sean, why, uh, the, why, why did you pull the e brake, Sean? Why, why would you do that? Why did you pull the e brake? Because we rented, we rented all those Saturns because they'd only rent you, they'd only give you, they wouldn't give you anything four wheel drive because you weren't old enough and you have to be like 25 to rent a car like and get a nice car. So we get these like, not that Saturn's not, it was a a wonderful car, but um, you know, it wasn't like a four wheel drive truck or Mm. something. And, um, and they had the e-brake and Jesse's like ripping around 
you know, like he's like, oh, I lived in Tahoe. Check this out. We'd like Tokyo drift every corner. And so like, I just think like, Saturday oh, cool. Style, like my you know? dad's going to love this. And I pull the e-brake on him and he's like, oh my mother of God. And he starts like <laughs> sliding into a ditch. And it's, I'm like, yeah, like this is awesome. And he's, it's like, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, Who, who's a better surfer? I would say, I don't think you surf as much as I do. Yeah, but I'm naturally talented. You know, naturally, it's, it's more gifted. Yeah, 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 like Aquaman, but on yeah. board. Yeah. yeah. So there is that as well. <laughs> I think we're similar. I think out of all of my board sports, I'm maybe the least talented on a surfboard. But I can. I, I feel like I can handle my own still. Yeah, we. Still, I think we still got it. I mean, yeah. we still got you it. You may have ping pong. I think I have. I think I have. Um, who's more competitive? Oh, Sean, Sean. you win that one. Gotta be. I mean, that is like, uh, you don't play game. We don't play board games. Like we stopped that years ago. Yeah. Oh, you like clear a room. You're one of those who like. Oh, he's one of those. Like super annoying. But also you got to know, like our dad is actually the worst. Like Raj would hold a grudge. Like you'll get over it after a day, but Raj would be like. I just turn it into fuel for the next time. How about first celebrity crush? I remember first. Dora the Explorer, Sean? Yeah. Like, where were you at? Probably. Pokemon? It was fine. Like, do, car- do cartoons count? Do cartoons like, count? Yes, <laughs> of course. Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Wasn't it like, who is it from, from Clueless? Like Alicia Silverstone? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. That was oh, a good yeah. one. That was like Actually, a, we could okay. go doubles on that. I mean, as odd as it sounds, that was probably mine as well. I liked her. Because she had those Aerosmith music videos. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I liked her. She was that. so cute. And then what was your first, like, real crush? Real crush? Oh, man. Uh, I I was, like, head over heels for this, like, Australian snowboarder girl. Um, She, like, showed up on the scene out of nowhere, like, beautiful blonde and blue blue eyes and um and i remember like it was a shocker because there wasn't you know what i mean there there were there were you know pretty girls that would come and 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 ride on the mountain but it wasn't like you know you're so covered up by all this equipment and you didn't see what anybody really looked like and the mountains the giant jackets on and stuff and she kind of like came from sunny australia mm-hmm. and was like <laughs> you know like this 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 new girl on the scene and i was like whoa and um, that started my like, all right, I got to get some courage here. And start <laughs> like, this, this one, it's too much. I got to go do something about it. So I remember like pursuing her. That was, what like, about you, Jesse? Big crush. I'm imagining, Sean, you're like, you're like, I'm going to spray you. Like you just like sprayed her with some snow. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> no, there, there like, Oh my God, I sprayed so many guys with snow. <laughs> that was like a move, right? Yeah. That, that was, was like the so move. the move. That's the yeah. best move moment ever she she fell really hard <laughs> well at least i thought this was a great moment she fell really hard <laughs> and when we were riding down the mountain together and i was like oh i'll fall you down <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> along with the, all the other dudes and uh <laughs> and she fell and she hit her she wasn't wearing her gloves and she hit her hand on the edge of the board and her fingers were like bleeding and we were up at mount hood uh in oregon and i like 
kicked into survival mode and like took my shirt off and like wrapped her hand. (laughs) (laughs) So beyond unnecessary. She's like, no, it's just, it's a tiny cut. I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Why is your shirt off? She's like creating like a, yeah, he created like a harness to like carry her down. She's totally. like, I really don't need this. Like the bodyguard. I was like, I got this. <laughs> she carried her out of the Yeah. That's really that was funny. my big moment. Uh Jesse, yeah, I want to know about your first crush. It was uh it was way younger, Ramona in like the third grade. Oh, we're talking early. Whoa, we're talking young on this one. And she had that like Daria style haircut, you mm-hmm. know, like a straight bang and it was short like kind of nerdy and i do remember I, I made her like the the just the killer valentine just shaded that heart mm. you know like real good <laughs> like crafted it the candy set cream. it yeah like set it in the perfect god you were you just know, like a little emotional poet from the beginning oh, from Jeez. the early just day setting yeah. yourself up for the heartbreak right out the it bat. was a t- it was a tough one. Dropped it in the the paper bag. You know, we all anonymously dropped them yeah. in. Yeah. Watched her. Watched her open it from yeah. afar. And then just be like, eh, eh, whatever. And just like <laughs> tossed it to the side. Okay. Who's more responsible? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's me all day. Who's the that's, better dancer? I mean, we have some moves. Dancing? They're dance moves? They're, what we do is <laughs> I don't know. move. Uh, we do yeah. little like... You yeah. know, jingles. We do yeah. little, we do little <laughs> steps here. There, we, it's not. There's no like actual. It doesn't routine. look good. It doesn't look. That it's good. not good. Yeah, right. it's maybe Jesse. <laughs> I would say, who's the survivalist? It actually, I like this for a whole family. Like, who in your family, when the shit goes down, does everybody turn to? Or what? <laughs> like, who, who, Roger, does everybody want to eat? Like, not dad. No, you'd be like, just burn it. Just burn it. Burn it. (laughs) Burn it. We'll need fire. Just burn it. Just burn everything. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think I would handle my own pretty well. Like yeah, so, if, you're, like, if you guys you guys get lost in the wilderness, everyone says, "Okay, Sean, like, what do oh, we do?" Oh no, heck no, 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 no. no. Just it's me, sure. it's me, it's, it's me. Desi. Yeah, it's, there's <laughs> no, no question about that. No <laughs> one, no, like, no, no. <laughs> there's there's no pretending here. Let's, let's we can be eat the bark. We can eat the bark and and survive. <laughs> Sean, you I've ate all this. the food. You ate all the food immediately. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would it. you eat everything and leave all the sweaters behind? Like why did you do any of that? Yeah. No, I I am you I am the responsible the sweaters too. <laughs> yeah, I uh, that that is my role without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. All right, should we wrap it up with the final? Two things. The first is what is one thing that you would alleviate from your sibling, something that you would want to kind of ease for them that would make their life better or easier or what have you. And then the 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 second one is, what is something that you would love to emulate? Something that they have, a quality that inspires you or something that you wish you had in yourself? Um, I mean, Sean, I'll go, I'll go first. I think, I think for you, the, you know, the ability to just like, like decompress. Mm. I know like, you know, the thing with Sean is like, there's so much motivation and there's so much desire, 
but um, that's also like a double-edged sword. So the ability for you to like like find time to just you know turn it off would be, I think, just a gift I would give to you for sure. Mm. Um, and then and then the second question was was what I could emulate. Yeah, what you would take from Sean that you wish you had. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and in that instance, Sean, I, I really like, I admire your, your strength on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, not just like physical, but also just like what you can, what you can handle and what you can put on your shoulders and like focus and be able to take all that weight and still do what you do. Um, like not just on the snowboard, but just like in life. I think mm-hmm. it's just very admirable. Hmm. Thank you. No, I, 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 that's, it's funny hearing you say that. Cause I literally, I was sitting right when they asked the question, I was like, God, what would I take from Jesse? And it's kind of your ability to, I mean, you just kind of seem to like always make whatever situation you're in a really positive and wonderful one. Like you're always, you, you know, seem very content with like, Oh, I'm here today doing this with my family or I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to set this, this, thing and do it and, and just be super content with it and, and kind of like in, enjoying those moments, you know, where I'm always like looking for that next thing. You know, I always, I always kind of stir on, on what I have instead of just fully enjoying it and, and your, and your caringness for others, you know, like, I just feel like you're always the one in the family that's like, you know, I, I love the family deeply, but you've always, you know, you, you're the oldest um, well, not the oldest compared to Jessica, but within our, our, our family growing up together. And you always had that kind of like that, that love for all of us that really shone through as the oldest. And you kind of like took the lead on those things. And I would love to be able to like emulate that and have that. Um, and then, oh, wait, are we, we're, uh, the, I, I started with what I, that's no, okay. I, yeah, that's, that's fine. The, then the first, things that you would take, uh, the, the things that you would, something that you would alleviate yeah. from him. It's hard uh, as the outside, as, as, you know, I'm not, I'm not with you every day with the family, you know, but just like, you seem to kind of have it all. So I don't know what I can take from you. You seem like you're in a very, you know, and I know the grass is greener, but it it just seems like you've got such a really, a a wonderful thing going. And, um, I don't know. I, I just love to relieve any sort of like, I, I don't know, family worry or stress that you have. I know you, you know, you got a lot on your shoulders with like, the family and your career and if i could you know if i could take that away and have you just feeling completely you know like oh everything's just you know great 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 but i don't know from the outside looking in it looks pretty pretty wonderful ah, so. jesse you're perfect <laughs> yeah right you know <laughs> <laughs> well, i appreciate that sean what really. was your guys if you don't mind me asking mine for oliver was to me would be uh, to alleviate any, his, his fear or anxiety mm-hmm. um, that, you know, that he, to have the like ultimate confidence and knowing that he belongs where he is and that he deserves where he is and that he, that just to take that fear factor away from it. And mm-hmm. then what I would want to emulate is, is funny because it's similar he has his where he is fearless is in his sort of self-deprecation his humor his wit and um and 
I, I love how expressive he is in that. It just makes me laugh and it's so warm and it's so fun to be around. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that little bit of self-deprecation, I just, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny because what you, what you wish I had is what I wish that I had from you, which is that, you know, ultimate confidence in yourself, you know knowing that you are in the place that you're supposed to be in and your drive, you know what I mean? You, your ability to want something and go after it and accomplish it. You know, there's a lot that I want. There's a lot of ideas. I have amazing ideas. I'm very creative. Um, but I get, I get stopped. I stop myself short. I get overwhelmed by the process sometimes and then quit. You know, mm. uh, so that's what I wish that I had of Kate's. And then what I would take away is probably, um, I just wish that you sometimes could just not have so many things to do <laughs> and to be able to just be quiet and enjoy the moment a little bit more. Not worry about what's going to happen and not worry about what has happened, but to just stay right in that pocket. And you do do that, but for extended periods of time, you know. Thank you for asking that, Sean, because I think it's like, I think we've, we've gone, gotten somewhere, you know. Mm, I like that. (laughs) Um, Okay, you guys, this is awesome. This was long. This is long. I love it. fun. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, coming May 15th where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.